and the Lord said. What's up, everybody? I'm Big Mike. And I am Brando. And this is Brewhead. You fucking right. And today, <laughs> yeah. we are here with Joe from Hanging Hills. Hi. Past, present, future? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since we've chilled, hang out. I think it was the last <clears throat> anniversary that you guys had. Really? Was it that long? It was that long. No, Actually, you for me, it barrel, was. Were you guys at Barrel Death? I was. He I was the were. only one that made it. Yes. Oh, okay. I have man. the video evidence you to prove it. Suck. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> out of the three of us, I suck the middle. Like, <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, Clinton, Clinton never comes to anything. So, like, when he does show up, it's like, oh, Clinton! Holy cow! Holy cow, you're not dead. Yeah, you're alive. <laughs> Probably gotta leave. There he goes. Shut up, Siri. Well, yeah, so, um, Phoenix, almost like. A little bit. Hanging Hills is. A little bit. Yeah. More like a, you know, like a very small Phoenix. Some embers. Definitely, so we have some embers. I'm like fluttering embers, <laughs> trying, to, trying to make something happen over here. But, uh, yeah, I like that analogy. Uh, people like hearing about comeback stories. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's harder to live through a comeback story than it is to hear about a comeback story. Yeah. It's always better to watch it. <laughs> so much better. Because in the movie, it's two hours, but in real life, it's like a week goes by and you've sold ten cases and you're like, I thought this was my comeback story. Yeah. <laughs> this is my fight song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it's been a lot. It's actually, you know, it's funny doing this because, uh, so I've been working hand in hand with my distributor mm -hmm. the last couple of months and uh, going into like literally 300 accounts across the state um not essentially just like hey how's it going yes we went out of business yes that was march of last year yes i'm still open yeah <laughs> but let me tell you about these awesome beers that we're putting out yeah uh and i've been doing that uh across the state for like the last six or seven months um, and I've slowly watched, like, every single month our sales numbers go up. And uh, one thing that I was very blessed to have uh, was a really solid reputation uh, prior to closure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and people recognizing Hills was putting out some high-quality beers. Uh, and so that allowed me to get my foot back in the door. Even if they're slamming the fucking door <laughs> yeah. like, trying to break my foot. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they at least didn't shoot me as I was trying to get through the door. But, uh yeah. Yeah, it was. It's been a really awesome experience watching uh, people welcome us back in a pretty inviting way. So, yeah, I think we were we were excited to start seeing beers again. Yes, because um, uh, like um, where I go, harvest of course, wines with Ian. Yeah, yep. Um, I was super excited when I saw Hanging Hills back on there. It was like with new packaging. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like okay, yeah. Yeah, they were really good. Uh, so Harvest has always been really good to us. Between the two stores, they used yeah. to have three, and now it's the two stores. Um, and Ian uh, was one of the first people who did business with Hang Hills. So like, thanks, Ian. <laughs> Thank you. And I know, I know you're listening, Ian. You, you're a always, devoted yeah. fan yes. of the Threads. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, yeah, it, he he and I um, actually have been talking this week because I just put out a new beer, which we're going to talk about later. Yeah. And his, his store on New Britain Ave, the Harvest Store in New Britain, is the only one carrying 
the beer today. Next week nice. is statewide. But I did I did Ian a little a little square. Yeah. Okay. Try to make it up to him for being so nice to me the last couple of months, last year and a half or so, by offering him essentially a one shot opportunity to sell this new double IPA, which we'll talk about more later. Very nice. nice. So cool that you guys are seeking out hanging those beers still. <clears throat> yes. Yep. Yes. So what was the first one you bought? Uh the first new one you came out with, um, Palomato. Yes. Oh, convenient. yeah. I think it. That was the first one. Yeah, actually, I didn't. I didn't. That wasn't the first one I bought. Yeah. I had it at a restaurant. The first one. I just forget which one it was. Okay. But I had it at a restaurant. Was it Dragonaut Oatmeal Stout? No, it was. Oh, it was Halamanta. It was this. Yeah. Let me say it into the mic. Halamanta. <laughs> I just, I honestly, until you just said it, I didn't know how to say it. Yeah, actually, so I yeah. just went in and I was like, I didn't know how right. to say it. Which either. is really funny because no one says jalapeno, right? But they do say jalamanta, and I'm like, you know how to say jalapeno? Why can't you say jalamanta? Jalamanta. Jalamanta. Uh, so, anyways, I, I brought some new jalamanta yeah. for you guys and for me. Let's uh, let's crack so, it. So uh, while we're pouring this, and tell yeah. us some, tell us a little bit about this one. About this beer, the Inception. Sure. Yeah. So I smoke weed. Uh, don't tell anybody. And uh, <laughs> so I do, I, and I enjoy it. And it's actually been—I've uh, only been smoking weed for about two and a half years now. But um, because I do, I find myself opening up to all types of music that I never used to listen to before. Mm-hmm. Stuff that I missed out on. And uh, I came across this band called Caius who are a late 90s stoner rock, stoner metal band. Uh, and their guitarist is this dude, Brant Bjork, who is like, I mean, he's just, he's so fucking cool. He's got this like long, curly, like Howard Stern type hair. Yeah, okay. And he wears a bandana around his head, so it's like kept tight. And he's got this sweet goatee. And he just looks like a fucking badass. Like he looks like he shows up to your house in a Chevelle. <laughs> okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he, he drives a really fucking cool car. And so I got more into his music. Yeah. And uh, he's got this record, uh, this Holomanta record that I got really, really into. And uh, I listened to it exclusively as I was trying to come up with a plan to rebuild the company. Back. Yep. And uh, th- as it turns out, Holomanta takes his name from this book about this guy who goes through a spiritual journey trying to figure out his life. Okay. And I was like, well, fuck, man. If that doesn't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if that doesn't make the most sense I've ever heard. I know a guy like that. Mm. And so I wanted to make a beer uh, that had terpene-like notes. I wanted something that, that reminded people of, of weed. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted people to connect. And if you look, I mean, there's like all this cool, like, Day of the Dead type artwork. Oh, there's, yeah. There's, you know, we got the eye in the hand over there. Like kind of stuff going yeah. on. So I worked with this dude Brian Steely, and I, and I he's he's this incredible uh, designer out of Atlanta, Georgia, who's done work for Fish, My Morning Jacket, mm-hmm. uh, for the Newport Folk Festival, uh, which is a really hard three words in a row to say. Uh, Newport Folk. New pork pork. Folk. Yes, he. Yeah. You want to say pork? You want to say pork? I feel like I'm saying it, but I'm foreign. Yes. <laughs> it's like you're saying something in yeah. English for the, like you're Belky. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I I talked to him and I was like, hey, uh, Brian, like, I have this idea for a beer. I want it to be affordably priced, um, but I want it to be like 
the most incredible affordably priced beer possible. So the goal yeah. of this beer is that it's ten ninety nine on the shelf no matter where it is. We're yep. four pack of six yeah. ounce cans. But I also want it to be like I want people to look at that can and be like, dude, I would stare at that can for like a half mm. hour. I would smoke a J and stare at that can for a half hour. And uh, and that's sort of what exactly what I got out of it. Like Brian killed it. Like and and he also redid our logo, so you can see we made the dog a little more vicious. The dog yes. is always on our cans. Yeah. Um, we worked really well together. Uh, if you guys, I don't know if you guys are motorcycle fans, but uh, you'll notice in the logo there's a little bit of like a little lip oh, there. Yeah. That's a, oh yeah, the tire and the yeah. fender. That's an Indian, uh, the motorcycle, a front fender on oh, a tire and a okay. tire. So I actually I took a picture and I sent it to him like, mm -hmm. turn this into my logo. I want this Indian because uh, I think they're. I mean, like, no offense to the Harley fans out there, but I'm a bigger fan of the Indians. Or I think the sound is prettier and, and just. More I awesome. think buying an Indian motorcycle means you like to ride motorcycles. Yes. I think yeah. buying a Harley, like. I feel people think there's a level of muscle and badass that comes with it. I think they they buy Harleys to let other people know they ride motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. You know an what Indian I'm saying? Yeah. When you're dri or riding an Indian motorcycle, you're driving because you like to. Yeah. Not because you want everybody else yeah. to know. Yeah. And they're also more comfortable usually. And yeah. You know, what do they used to call Harleys? Like uh, a shovel on wheels or something like that. <laughs> um, I what did I used to say? Um, I'll show no go. <laughs> well, uh, I, I've heard people describe me that way before, so I won't, <laughs> I won't make fun of Harley's too much. Uh, so, getting back to Halamanta, uh, I wanted this readily available, democratically priced IPA. Yeah. Uh, I wanted it to taste like weed, but I also wanted it to be fruity. I wanted it to be accessible um, and attractive in a can. Yep. And so, um, we came up with this concept. I wrote this recipe knowing that every batch I brewed, I was going to tweak the hops a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, because I'm looking for something. Like, I wasn't 100% sure what flavors I was trying to express. Mm -hmm. I had an idea. Uh, but, like, with all raw materials, hops are very expensive and yep. kind yeah. of fluctuating. Uh, and so I had to be careful if I was trying to set a price point that was accessible to people that mm -hmm. the hops didn't go above and beyond cost. And so, uh, in the last, this last batch, this is batch number seven this year. We this we brewed this beer first time January twenty first, and we've since put out seven batches, which I'm real proud of because I was dead in the water last year. Right. Yeah. Uh, we put out seven batches of this beer, and the seventh batch, I th I'm ninety nine and a half percent sure that the hop blend, uh, which is Sabro and Citra and a little tiny bit of Amarillo. Oh. Um, okay. Are here to stay. Okay. Okay. I picked out the sabro. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you did. I did not pick out the sabro. I am very coconut. He is, he is very coconut sensitive. That's why he picked out the sabro. I did pick out a little bit of the citra. Yeah. Um, this seems a little bit more fruitier than the first time that I had it. For sure. So the uh, thank you for pointing that out. The first couple of batches, I was leaning heavy towards the terpene side of weed. And mm -hmm. so you got a lot more pine mm -hmm. um, and a lot more grapefruit rind. Mm -hmm. And that was, I, I blended Sultana, which used to be called Denali, uh, with Waimea hops. A little bit of Chinook in the first one, and then we took that out immediately. Uh, and then Nugget as well in the Whirlpool. Nugget's still, Nugget's still here, as a matter of fact, because I'm actually a big fan of that hop. 
Uh, and every batch, we either raised or lowered the Waimea, or we would, you know, get rid of the Chinook, or yeah. maybe, like, the fourth or fifth batch, we introduced the Amarillo, and then, like, the sixth batch, we're like, all right, fine. Let's do Sultana, Citra, and Amarillo. And then every single time, there was, like, this strong pininess. Yep. And I loved it. I could understand why it would not be immediately accessible. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because, you know, one of the most popular beers in Connecticut right now is the Fiddleheads IPA, which is... Oh, piney, piney, piney. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is. To me, yeah, that yeah, is... There's super, a pine tree in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, it just... It, 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 and it's one of my favorite IPAs, so I don't mean to make this sound bad, but it just reeks of Columbus hops, which are very old school. Yeah. Uh, they're bitter, they're piney, and they're mm-hmm. resiny. Yep. Uh, and I I knew that people were trusting Fiddlehead with that flavor, and they weren't trusting me with that flavor because of what had happened last year. And so I needed to give them something that they were willing to drink yeah. with this beer. And so hence the shift completely away from that piney grapefruit rind to much more fruity, suggestive of like a really nice purple haze strain of wheat, but like je- more suggestive than on the nose. I, I love it. I know, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. Me too. Yeah, I Man, you guys, it. you guys are the best beer drinkers I know. <laughs> as long as it's well crafted, you guys will drink it. Right, That's sort yeah. of your rule of thumb. Yeah. And you're you're the worst customers ever. <laughs> yes. There's no targeting you guys. Yeah. yeah. True. yeah. Like, I put beer in a can. You're like, oh good, I'll drink it. <laughs> there. <laughs> I hate when he's right like that. He's so right. <laughs> Pinpointed you guys. <laughs> no, I, you guys had, are my favorite customers. We've though. had beers where we don't really, we don't really like our palates. Don't like the beer. Right. It's not a bad beer. We just our palates yeah. don't like it. But it is so well done and well crafted. Yeah. You drink yeah. the four pack. Yeah, for sure. Because you're like, fuck it, like. This was well done. Right. You could tell that someone was like, you know, calculating in their head, dreaming about this beer. Mm-hmm. And it came out as for they sure. wanted it, and it was good. Just not your beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> pouring this one. <laughs> no. I, you know, I think that that's, uh, and that's one of the reasons I, I, I really enjoy being around you guys is that whenever we put out a new beer, you guys showed up, and you always, always tried whatever it was, even if. I knew for a fact that Clayton wasn't going to like yeah. it. <laughs> like, I feel there were times when you guys were up there just like, he's going to fucking hate me. <laughs> like, woo! Uh, but we were, we were uh, I think we should talk about uh, how Hills Pills changed, revolutionized your guys' life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because like. It revolutionized, and then it broke me. <laughs> and then it, it brought me right back. But, but what's perfect about this. Uh, and not to not to hijack your podcast. I'm gonna go. No, no, go. This is my topic now. Uh, I actually think that that beer uh, perfectly illustrates uh, the storyline of Hanging Hills and what has happened transpired over the last, let's call it two years, just yeah. for the sake of argument. We're rounding no, it to rounding two years. Yeah. I mean, because like a lot happened in the last two years. Mm. Uh, y- you guys came in and uh, adamantly said. We don't drink pilsners. Yeah, we don't drink pilsners. Yeah, we, we don't drink. Pilsners. We don't drink pilsners. Yep. Adamant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dickish I, even. Yeah. <laughs> pilsners. <laughs> what does he know? Fru fru. <laughs> and then I remember saying to you like something. I was like polite about it because I try not to be disparaging. Of no, people. you weren't. I was. No, you weren't. What did I do? You, you very. Did slowly, I make fun of Clinton? 
No, he wasn't even there. Okay, I can never tell. No, no, I think he was there. He wasn't there the first time. Was he not? No, because oh, we made a whole yeah, yeah. yeah. So the guy who bitches isn't going to fucking come. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. That's, right. Yeah. that's right. That's right. Good memory. And so it was the the tall, nice glass, pouring it in, nice and slow. I, I'm, I'm mentally thinking, like, this isn't a fucking Guinness. Why are we doing a three-pour thing? <laughs> but I was like, whatever, whatever. Yep. Maybe this guy knows something. So poured it. And I was like, you know, we just don't really like Pilsners. And you're like, just fucking drink it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so I drank it, and it was just like, like. Yeah. May, it, it, from our past Pilsners that we've had, it made Pilsners approachable. You, you, you always got to find that beer that, of a particular style, that now brings you to that style. And you're like I hated uh, hoppy IPAs, you know, bitter. But yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. says hoppy. Yeah, hoppy IPAs. Now it's just like give me that fucking, give me that West yeah. Coast, that Meta Comet, that fucking. <laughs> yeah, Meta Comet's amazing, right? Yes. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me that West Coast, that high IBU, that yeah. fucking and bright too. Yeah. So uh, it's going back to the Hills Pills thing. So it, uh, I poured you guys. There's I, there's this really funny moment where. I, I, I pour, you know, we do a hard pour, so we let the foam build up. Yep. And then I come back over, and I talk to you guys, and I can tell you're disappointed that I wasn't bringing your beers. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 guys, 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 this takes like seven minutes. It's going to be okay. You were like the fluffer. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and then I, I turn around, I give it another layer, and then I come back, and then uh, I, you, you were just like, uh, uh, you're like, what? Don't you just pour beer into a glass and pour, give yeah. it to people? Yeah. Yeah. Like we, I give you money, you give me <laughs> right. beer. What is this transaction that's right. happening? I'm like, all right, one more time, and then I did the hard pour, and I, you know the topping of the hard pour, and it builds this like meringue type head, which yeah. kind of yeah. jiggles. Yeah. yeah, and I probably used that phrase to describe it then. Yep. Yeah, she did. There's and another I, one too. I'll bring up after. And, <laughs> and I was, and I, I turned around and I was explaining. I'm like, the reason why I do this is because. This beer lacks in proteins and it doesn't really form a nice head. And without a nice head, you don't have really strong aromatics. And this beer, we dry hop, so we really want to express those aromatics. And as I'm talking so sensually, I look over to Mike, and Mike is like, mouth open. He's giving me like the love eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was undressing. He was undressing the beer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then I, I, I hand it to you, and you both took it, looked at it. Looked at the foam, took a sip, and then you're like, I can't believe it. Yeah. I cannot believe I like a Pilsner. Yeah. Because yeah. you guys, it was, I watched your life, your beer life change in front of me. It was kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we grew up. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. flowered. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cheers to that moment. Yeah. Cheers. That was great. But then you guys had a falling out with Hills Pills, I understand. Yes. So. Well, actually, let me just get to this one part. I, Joe's quote, <clears throat> after we got halfway done, and he was like, guys... I'm like what? And he's like, look at the lace on the glass, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, that yeah. you could have, yeah. And it was just, it was Vicky Secrets on the glass. Yeah. Uh, oh, beautiful. And when when you do it like that, especially with, especially with people who love beer, and you watch them fall more in love with beer, it's a really magical moment. Uh, as a bartender. As brewery owner, whatever, whatever the case might be, 
if you provide somebody an experience like that, it's like the reason why we're in yeah. the industry. It's like yeah. being up on stage and playing music and they're singing it back to you. Right. You know? <laughs> and you're just like, oh. You're like, I don't, I don't have to sing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know all the words. <laughs> I came alive. That's that's one of my favorite things about introducing people to beer that they would have never even thought you know, to have. Or, oh, no, I don't like beer. You don't like beer. Come with me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And the thing is that you guys are patient too, and you would wait for until they found a beer. Oh, yeah. And then you would just put like funnel it down their throats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it. it oh, fuck, man. That just that beer was. I mean, it set us like we after that we were on a pilsner pilgrimage. Yeah, yeah. Like any Wait, bre- then, any brewery we, were, we went to was like, okay, what do you got for a pilsner? I don't yeah. give a fuck about your double IPA. What do you got for a pilsner? <laughs> Pilsners, <laughs> stouts, log, fucking loggers. Loggers, yeah. You can do a good pilsner and a lager. I don't give a fuck what yeah, you do with yeah. your, your doubles and your triples. And uh, it, that's that, that's that's the mark. There's a lot yeah. more to hide behind with this. Yes, yes. It's like when I'm trying to hide the fact that I put on some pandemic pounds and I wear like really baggy shirts. <laughs> that's. Yep. But with a pilsner. It's like wearing a thong. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows. And if you don't know what you're yeah. doing, if you don't know what you're doing, yeah. everyone knows that you shouldn't be wearing a thong, yeah. too. Yes. It's not one of those beers you can hide things behind. And when it comes out like shit, you can put this in or not. I don't know if you want to. But when it, when a beer comes out and it's not really that great, you just call it Curiosity 78. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Or 79. Yeah. Or 80. Yeah. Or 81. <laughs> I, that you're was... not gonna dump a 120 tank. No, you're not. You're just gonna slap an experimental label on it. I'm just gonna drink beer <laughs> and, let, and let you guys riff on this subject for a little while. Seems like there's some pent up animals. Always. Oh, we can go. That. We can go on Weeks. forever for that one. Weeks. Their pilsner sucks. Oh my Who god. Trail pilsner? magic. <laughs> Why is your pilsner hazy? What the fuck was that? I, I, I'm pleading the fifth. Hazy! Hazy, man. I, I don't talk shit about other breweries unless they do some really nasty shit. That's you made a hazy pilsner! Yeah, I mean... <laughs> if they, like, if they had dog fighting out in the backyard, I would probably talk shit about that brewery. You never but, know what they're doing with those but koi But they're being excused. <laughs> they're being excused. Uh, those koi fish look mighty angry. It's true. But you don't know what those dogs have done. Maybe those dogs are really bad. <laughs> Uh, so, but then you guys had a, you guys had yeah. you had a different experience so, with Hills Pills, so yeah, which so I want to talk about. I think it's important. We were, I can't even lie, we were honestly worried. Yeah. We were so worried, yeah, because yeah. it was like, I'll, I'll just tell it from my side because yeah. Brando comes over, we're doing reviews, and he's like, I got a beer for you. I want to try. I want you to try it. We're not gonna nothing on camera, nothing like that. We just want you to taste this beer. Yeah. Pours it, I sip it, strip the label, strip, pour yeah. it. And it was just like, why is it lemony? What, what's this? It was like, Sam? No. It's Hills Pills. Fuck you, it's Hills Pills. Yep. This isn't Hills Pills. Hazy? Hills Pills isn't hazy? No. What's wrong with you? No trail, man. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, it is. I'm like, no, DM Joe right now. Right now, yep. DM Joe, because someone fucked. Uh, yep. oh my God. I'm not cringing at you. I'm cringing at remembering yeah. what happened. Yeah, uh, it was. It were, was. Were we the only one? Oh no! Oh okay. no! So, but I mean, people have come to recognize Hanging Hills as, as as like a producer of a really good pilsner. So, uh, one of the best beer moments of my life. Um, we were at 
the microbrewery imitational in Boston by uh, put on by Beer Advocate, which mm. was like a big deal to our little Hartford brewery that we were invited to that, which is pretty awesome for us. And Will Myers, uh, who's the head brewer, has been for probably 25 years or so at Cambridge okay. uh, Brewing Company yep. in Boston, came over. And he's like this really sweet guy, tall and skinny, kind of like elfish and like kind of just shyish. It's, he's not like me, loud nice and, and mellow. Yeah, yeah, like whereas I'm loud and boisterous and putting my arm around you like I just met you five seconds <laughs> right, ago. Right, 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 right. Which, by the way, COVID has really put a damper on my social life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just hug strangers anymore. You gotta get back into training. Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm like Rocky IV. Uh, it's the training montage. <laughs> it's just me hugging people. <laughs> I'm vaccinated! <laughs> do it again, do it again. So Will Myers comes over and he like leans across the table and he's like, I've heard that you guys make a quite exceptional pilsner and i was like holy shit you're will myers like i've been drinking your beer for like 15 years like i you like my beer like this is the most magical thing that has happened to me like i'm drinking my beer with a guy who makes beer better than my beer and he's saying that my beer is good right which is like i don't know how the math works on that but (laughs) but it's really good (laughs) (laughs) and uh and so when you when you guys dm'd me like Man, that was like a low point for the company. Uh, when Hanging Hills went out of business, uh, when the tasting room in the brewery went out of business on March 12th of 2020, mm-hmm. uh, I, had a, I had, essentially I had a decision to make. And that decision was based on the fact that my two other business partners, uh, one of them had already decided to leave and we were just waiting to hire somebody to replace him. Mm-hmm. And then my other business partner Scott had just seen the writing on the wall and he was like this pandemic thing is really going to make things very difficult for us in the financial position that we're in right now yeah and so um he took that opportunity to leave and I was going to take that opportunity to leave too because I mean to be quite honest like the last six months of being open prior to that were uh just awful like I hated going to work I and I I have the best job in America and I feel very grateful to have the opportunity to make and sell high quality beer. Like, and I've been able to do that since 2016. But the last six months prior to the pandemic, I was miserable. My wife, by proxy, <laughs> by proxy yeah, was miserable. That's yeah. how that goes. Everyone who worked at the brewery like knew that I was miserable. And, but also everybody was miserable on their own terms. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I'm thinking to myself, like, is it even worth it? Like what the fuck, man? Like yeah. it sucks. Like this this job has taken its toll on me. I don't see my kids. I don't see my wife. I can't even mow my lawn on a regular basis because I got to work all the damn time. And um, and then eventually that thought process changed to like I put all this time and effort. I missed a huge section of my kid's life. Like, do I want to? Just make it in vain? Yeah. Or do I... Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the, my kids started coming to the brewery all the time, and, like, their lives became the brewery, and, like, like I know that's not the, the you know, it's not, like, the most advantageous childhood for kids, but, like, quite frankly, no. it's pretty fucking yeah, rad, no. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. rad. Like, the, no. those kids were behind the bar talking to customers. Like, yeah. yes, they were behind the bar. <laughs> I'm looking at the microphone like it's a police officer. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they well, were behind the bar. I think any parent bringing their kid to something that they help create right. is kind of yeah. cool. I mean, we have all these pictures of the girls on the forklift. Uh, OSHA, you didn't hear that? <laughs> you have a job to do it and enforce those mandates, so like, yeah. focus on that, not yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, but I had to, so eventually, like I said, the, the tide turned, and I and I talked to my wife about it, um, and she was very supportive. She was like, I mean, like you know, you you've been working on this thing for so long, and it is who you are. Um, why don't you give it a go? Well, that's fine. You know, that sounds great. And, and that conversation, I'm yeah. like optimistic. I'm going to take on the world. Could the pandemic be damned. But then Scott Stoffer, who managed all the books for Hanging Hills, like gives me the debt load. And he says, okay, you want to stay open? Here's how much money you owe to everyone. And it was $120,000, which uh, in terms of like, you know, like Treehouse, who like sells $120,000 worth of beer in a day, it's not that much money. But for Hanging Hills, that was one-eighth or so of our 2019 that's a, that's a nut. revenue. You know what? I don't care. That's a nut. It's a nut, but then also <laughs> to like not have revenue from a tasting room on top of that. Yeah. And then to have limited, like, there's no draft sales. Yeah. And the bars and restaurants weren't yeah. open during the pandemic. So I was going to have to repay back $120,000 in debt that I knew about. Not not unknown debts because you know because yeah. you There's know when you're in debt. Yeah, there's always, <laughs> always something. Because yeah. you're like, oh man, I paid off my credit card, and then like all of a sudden, like, no, you had a second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was I just gotta? Add, what was your like moment where? I mean, you said that your wife was like, you know, you've been doing this for this many years, da, 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 mm. but like when you said it, it turned around. What was the turnaround? Was there like an aha moment? Was there a? It wasn't so much an aha moment, just so much as like. I don't know. It's, it's like you said it well, Brandon. You said like everything you did was in vain, and like you know, like honestly, like when when something like Hang Hills going out of business, which is a very public business, yeah, you know, like people come to the brewery. Yeah. I see people, yeah, right. Um, I go out to bars and restaurants and package stores and um, and then you guys, like people like yourselves, who go to beer festivals and you show up and you're excited about beer. Like all of these like moments of people flash through my brain. Where I was like, these people like Hang Hills. Like, it's not like Hang Hills is going out of business because the product is bad or because they don't appreciate the message. The Hang Hills going out of business because it was mismanaged and we had really bad timing with the pandemic. I mean, everybody had bad timing with the pandemic. But yeah. so I thought to myself, like, if I don't at least try, like, all those people who spent money at Hang Hills, lots of money at Hang Hills, like, like mug club members mug club yeah. members or people who didn't even have mugs like people who went to pack stores and were like yeah. dm me be like i can't get to i have kids but i go to i go to total wine and i buy a four pack every week like people would dm me that shit like i don't know i would never tell people my drinking habits like strangers <laughs> yeah. but like strangers would yeah. dm hanging yeah. hills be like i got another four pack of heartbeat it's the best beer in america whatever they said you know yeah. and i was like i don't know man like i, I love beer I, I fucking love beer and like you go to festivals, you guys see how other people appreciate oh, beer. Yeah. like high quality yeah. beers, and, yeah. and and you guys experienced a moment that transitioned you into loving pilsners, and like like I love those moments. And there's 99 percent of the time, it's like you know, it's it's a slog. Like you're dealing with a state, you're dealing with the Fed, you're dealing with sales, you're fighting for shelf space, and and like. They're telling you you can't put a mail truck on. You can't put a fucking mail truck on. <laughs> or people going on tapped and they rate your Saison like a 2.0 because they don't like Saison. It's like, fuck you. Oh this isn't hazy. In 10%. <laughs> so, like, there's obviously bad parts to the job, but, like, the parts that are really good overwhelm all the bad. And so I, th that's essentially what it was. It was like this little movie played in my head of, like, 
all this work that I put into it, all the people that I like learned to like, like love, like I deeply cared about all of our customers who would come in on a regular basis. And then like the people who would buy Hanging Hills beers, um, at package stores, like the cost, the, like the client list was substantial and they repeatedly bought beer. And so I felt like I would be doing a disservice to what they had committed to me in the past if I just walked away. And so I said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with it. But then, so then I had another problem. Okay, fine. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get this company going. I'm going to keep it going rather. I need to find a contract partner immediately. Yeah. And I reached out to everyone. I reached out to literally everybody. Uh, just like I even I think I even reached out to Two Roads and I was like thinking to myself like the fuck am I, what the fuck am I gonna do with that volume of beer? Yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna do yeah. with eight hundred barrels or, or three hundred barrels yeah. of fucking heartbeat? Like it's not yeah. gonna go, it's just gonna go bad. Like, it's gonna I, go bad before it. Yeah. yeah. But like, what am I gonna do? Like, I have to get I I want to make high quality beer. Yeah. And so like everyone was like, we don't know what's gonna happen with the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, we're focusing on us. We can't yeah. really take on and and like I didn't have a traditional contract partner to work with. I, I had reached out to somebody we'd worked with in the past, but like, I just wanted something different. Yeah. Um, and I knew that if I went with that person, that brewery, that I was gonna be committed to them for a long time. And so I ended up pulling out um, and went with another company, and which led to the lemonades. Lemon, the lemonade, yeah, oh, Hills Pills. You know Hills Pills. I just wanna know. Yeah. Did they explain who put lemon in a fucking pilsner? It was not lemon per se. It was lactobacillus. It was an infection in the beer. So uh, they just let an infected beer go. I, I don't. I don't know what happened exactly. We can't believe oh, oh. that they would put out a infected batch. I mean, I. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to say that they did it intentionally. How about that? I will say that money it was on the table, and they and and decisions were made based entirely on a, a paycheck. So, but I, I the whole time that that relationship was happening, um, Tim Wilson, uh, who he and his brother Sean Wilson own East Rock Brewing. Yeah. Yes. Um, in in my opinion, one of the three best breweries in, in Connecticut. It's not even close. Uh, he said, "Hey, just you know, like." I don't have a canning line, but when we get one, you have a home with us. And that was like... Oh, that must have been... It was like March 20th, and like I'm trying to find a partner at that point. I'm like, you don't have a canning line? I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) But I love you. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, like August or so of 2020, he emailed me and be like, hey, um, doesn't really know that Sean and I put a deposit down on a Cody canning system. It should be up and running by the end of November if you're still interested. And at that point, somebody leaked to my current contracting partner at the time that I was talking to East Rock. And so, oh, so wow. our relationship wasn't so great. Yeah. Okay. Because of that, um, and they were a little hurt, and that you know that that was essentially the beginning of the end of that. But like I like I said in the past, like I would stay with anybody so long as. Hills Pills, when I poured it, was was the beautiful, magical beer we yeah. always made. Yeah. And I know how to make beer. Like, I, I went to the Brewers Guild. I know how, when things go wrong, why they went wrong. Mm-hmm. I know when things are right, why they went right. Yeah. And um, when questions couldn't be addressed, uh, 
because I was asking what the procedure were that led to certain problems. And when the answers could not come because no one had the answers, I knew that the writing was on the wall. And so uh, Tim at East Rock and Sean are some of the smartest guys I've ever worked with. Um, they are, like Tim is a master lager brewer. He worked at Jack's Abbey prior to opening up East Rock. Um, and then before that, he was at Boston Beer Works, uh, RIP to those guys. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, he said, when I, I told him, I was like, yeah, but I mean, like, Tim, you, you like make a Vienna lager. It's like, <laughs> what the, how are you going to make Heartbeat? <laughs> like, like, have you ever made a hazy IPA? And he's like, you make your beer intentionally hazy? Like, <laughs> I like to look through it as a golden magnifier. Just, just if you can read, that's, that's Hill's Pills. He didn't actually, he didn't say that exactly, but his, his I mean, like, Tim is, um, he's, he's, strangely enough, side note, making a cider donut beer. Oh, I'm in there. Yeah, yeah all, all fucked up. And, and you know, and you know it's gonna be good because East Rock, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, but he's a Reinhoska boat guy. He believes in the German law of brewing purity. The four ingredients. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 he's not an adjunct guy. He doesn't, you know, just not in his wheelhouse to fuck around that way. Yeah. And and I respect that more than the guys who are like, let's throw the entire Costco dessert aisle into our beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I like we were talking about before. There's. If you're comfortable wearing a speedo in public, yes, that means you make good beer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's that's a fucking shirt <laughs> <laughs> that no one will yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, can that be the back of your new hanging? Hill? If you're comfortable wearing a speedo, oh, our next review with review with hanging heels should be speedos. <laughs> All of us. Um, yeah. So uh, that the, the Tim, Sean, and I. Uh, the whole team at East Rock, Mike, who's their uh, uh, head brewer, um, the, we just got together. We connected. Tim and I actually talk a lot, like just like daily almost. Um, and and a lot of times it's about beer, about Hang Hills beers, and it's about perfecting, which is like a it's a weird it's a weird conversation to have where you're like acknowledging flaws. And you're like, I need to tweak this because yeah. it's even though it tastes good, it could be better. Right. And it's like every single time it's like, oh, it tastes good. No, but it could be better. And that's sort of how Tim and my conversations go. And that's sort of the MO of Halamanta is that the beer started off here and then has moved into this whole other realm. How can we make the hops pop? How can we make the aromatics pop? How can we make the the malt body? And this is a guy who'd never made a hazy IPA. And, like, he would reach out to our friend Gordo, who was formerly a brewer at Stony Creek, and he's was at 12%, and now he's opening up his own gig up in Holyoke. We're like, you know, give us some, you know, how, what, what do you recommend for yeast harvesting in order to influence hop flavor? Shit like that. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we were constantly trying to get information. And it's, like, it's so refreshing to work with people who, like, only give a fuck about beer. Mm. Like they're really good businessmen too. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But first and foremost is the beer. And it's like wild because like I'm so used to like living in this world where like, well what is untapped gonna say if I put this out? Or like how can I make this grammable? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like what is this label going to do? You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, can I make my label look like Comic Con? But like <laughs> They at East Rock is literally just about beer, and it's like the most refreshing 
I couldn't have picked a better partner to try to bring hangouts back with because yeah. that's where my head is at all the time. And they, they're amazing. Like, I mean, they're just fucking, I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry, guys. No, go. That's the point. I know. <laughs> that, I know. Is the, that is literally the point. I'm a, I'm a fucking, I, I have a, I'm a dad of two kids, uh, two young kids. <laughs> and uh, the, your normal conversations really don't have feedback. <laughs> not only do they not have feedback, like there's no conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Okay. How's your day? Oh, it was good. Puppies. Uh, you know, the, with the pandemic, like going, going, hang out with like four people in my backyard last Friday was like, <sighs> yeah, like siesta or yeah. fiesta, not siesta. We did not nap. We we had a that fiesta. Is, that's <laughs> a party. <laughs> that's a fucking. That's party. how you know you're old. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys want to do? <laughs> you guys bring your CPAPs? <laughs> I, I know what we'll do, guys. We'll watch the Giants on Thursday Night Football and fall asleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, he, he doesn't know. You that, just spoke Spanish to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not a football guy. I'm, a no, guy. I'm not. A, no. Oh, Correct. you're not a sports I'm guy. I'm not a sports guy. Yeah, he's not a sports guy at all. So Make, I making fun of car people? Yeah. Uh, watching TikToks and sending them. <laughs> he's my TikTok. I'd like watching I or uh, playing video games, depending on uh, specifics of the game. Um, that's that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mow. Sports. I mow my lawn. I mow my lawn too. I, as you saw, I don't like to. I'll ask Mike certain <laughs> things about his lawn, and he's just like, "Yeah, it's I." You know what's great about weed whacking? I'm gonna. This is really good content yeah. here for your show. You know what's great about weed whacking is if you're if you think about it, it's like grass genocide. You're just like walking yeah, around. Yeah, like, just I'm fucking taking each one of you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? That is singularly, <laughs> but together. Yeah, that is that right there is probably the best part about it until I get like hit in the eye with something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh fuck god. Yeah, that's I, payback. I really, I really enjoy. We, it's like, man, you know, I watched this documentary about these Japanese guys who spend their entire lives perfecting how to make sushi rice. I'm that way with my weed whacker, man. Really. I like to weed whack, and I feel like I'm getting better at it every time I do it. He's leveling up his weed whacking skills. I want to apologize to anybody's listening to this point. You've got to be like, is there like an untapped for weed whack? Weed tapped? You know that there's untapped. You know that there's untapped for everything. There, there is. People yeah. love to judge other people for skills yeah. they don't have. Yeah, it, I, it's called Reddit. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably not going to oh. drink this whole one, guys. That's okay. It's all good. Because I... You do have to drive. I you do have to, to drive, drive. And I, we have another double IPA to drink, too. Oh, yeah. Are we recording again? Yes. For, for full disclosure, I'm going to drink this fucking beer. <laughs> it has been... I think this... This and Irregular are the, the beers I've had... I haven't had the longest. Yeah. Well, Irregular's coming back uh, in December. Nice. Uh, I'm also canning... For the first time ever, Heart Beast. Ooh, oh, that was uh, such triple. a good beer. Yeah. So let me tell you a little something about this next Heart Beast that's coming out while we pour Heartbeat here, which uh, you guys, this is your guys' jam. Oh yeah, I put so many people onto this beer. Well, thank you. Do you remember when we were in Harvest? Yes. For some reason, we went to Harvest and we brought a camera. And oh, we went we, in. Yeah, we were. We doing just started little, filming yeah, in we the video little, yeah. in the beer cave. Yeah. Fuck it, just. See what happens. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there were like five or six people that all came in while we're filming and just were grabbing cans of mm -hmm. heartbeat. Oh wow. Like four packs. And that's we were just incredible. like like talking and talking, like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> going back. Thank like, you for that, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Um you guys are wonderful. We um 
<laughs> you know what's crazy about this beer, and don't tell anybody this. This is between us three. No one's listening. No one's. <laughs> that might be actually be true. That, that's what. I'm <laughs> you, you like honesty, so do we. Uh, so we, the heartbeat has always had uh, bittering additions added to it. Uh, mm. One of my favorite breweries in America is this brewery out of Seattle called Cloudburst Brewing. Uh, his dude, who is the owner brewer operator there, is this dude Steve Luke, who. He and I have this personal connection. He was two brewers ahead of me at Cambridge House when I took over the head brewer's house, head brewer job at Cambridge House. Oh no! And Granby. And Granby. Who who owns Cambridge House? This guy is Scott Riley. Okay. Because I it's, I I don't I don't, I don't you think you know him. I've seen him. Yeah, you've seen him. He's the brewer now, right? No. There's this guy. Well, maybe he is, but the. There was a guy named Dave who was the brewer there after me, and I think he, he was there for a while. Yeah. If he's not there still. Um, I didn't last very long there, uh, but uh, that was a whole other podcast I think we'll talk about. <laughs> <laughs> they make, they make a, I go in there to get their uh, Cambridge House Mac, or Kraft Mac and Cheese. Not Kraft. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking heartbeat. Um, I mean, blame the beer. Cambridge House Mac and Cheese. Okay. It's uh, sh- like Shell's. Crazy four cheese mac and cheese sauce and beer battered chicken sliced up on top of it. Oh damn! It's fucking amazing. That's My nice. wife likes salads, so Cambridge House isn't the best place for her. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah they do a lot I of burgers, go, pizza. Yes, <clears throat> pub food. Pub, yeah, because you're there for the beer. Yeah, let's, let's be honest. Um, and they did a rock bock, so they do a bock, but I believe when they're conditioning it, fermenting it, whatever they're doing, there's these certain like river stones okay. that they put in this, and it does something to the beer. So it, there's a... And it's amazing. Th- there's a German technique called... A German uh, style called Stein beer, where you superheat rocks. Ooh. And you use those to create the boil uh, in, in, in your, that might, boil, that might in your be boil kettle, which creates these really awesome like caramelizations yeah, to happen. And there's yes. this weird... It's like, there's this like, smoothness, and you can... It's like... A lot of earthy tones. Earthy to tones and like uh, mineral. Do you, so you trick yourself into thinking you're like eating a rock. Right. <laughs> right, right. And every bite, I'm just like, like my vision, just, oh, it's fantastic. Uh, but getting back to Steve Luke um, at, at Cloudburst, uh, he he is a huge proponent. He makes hazies just like everyone does. Yep. Of layering hop additions. And that doesn't necessarily mean... You know, you're adding 70 IBUs, 80 IBUs, like the like the hops arms race that existed in the early 2000s. Yeah. His belief, um, and I didn't realize it was a philosophy until I was talking to him about it, but was that by layering these additions, you're creating more flavor potential. And so, okay. like, you're interact, you're creating, making places where the hops can interact with each other, where the yeast can interact with flavors, where, okay. where, where you get this dynamicism that happens in the beer. And I was like, well, fuck, man. I've been doing that for a long time, and I think you are A-OK on that. <laughs> like, you, you are absolutely correct, because we believed, you know, when, 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 we were, when 150 Ledger was open, we believed that all IPA should have bittering additions. With that said, the current trend is at most Whirlpool. Mm-hmm. People are doing zero boils, uh, which is wild to me. They'll get the, the the wart up to 170 degrees. Whirlpool hops in there for 20 minutes and then send it to the fermenter, mm. um, which is a way to make beer. 
Um, yeah, doesn't that's... necessarily lead to shelf stability, but yeah. I tell you, people really enjoy the sweetness of it. And right, but that's and then you know what? I've always had. I I always asked you know everyone that owns a brewery so that that dilemma of making beer you like, making beer you like, and making beer that people want. It's so it's a line, especially like nowadays because yeah. everything. I mean, it's funny because like I posted a beer on my personal subreddit on um, Tox. Uh, oh yeah, a yeah. hello. I've actually hell longer. I, I th- their beers look incredible. Oh, I've not had any of good. them. Good, their yeah. beers are so Very good. Actually, you know what? We can we have a podcast we, of yeah. them. We can uh we can have one. Yeah, we got we got a couple of their beers here. Well, if you wanna if you wanna have one. I don't mind. Um, I've actually been wanting You live close, I'll follow you home. (laughs) (laughs) You you act like you haven't done that before. (laughs) Different intentions, okay? The reason for the follow changes. The follow is the same. (laughs) But I I post the beer, and it was their Hello Lager, and I post it on the craft beer subreddit. Yeah. And the, like, someone put in the comments, wow. A hate a non hazy IPA that's not ha- that doesn't have added sweetener to it. That's on this subreddit. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like everything has got to be this crazy sour with all this adjunct or this triple IPA or this stupid slushy beer that's only one percent and <laughs> or or fourteen percent because they have secondary fermentations yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. which right. by the way. Fuck you! If Which my blows your fucking if cap my off. can if if my cans explode, fuck you! Mm-hmm. Like fuck you! <laughs> I'm saying that out loud because like honestly, the onus should not be on the customer to keep the beer cold. The onus yeah. should be on the brewery to make safe products. Exactly. And there are ways to make that without you know investing in like really expensive technology that would make that happen, and that you didn't even know what the ABV was on your finished product Product. says to me everything i need to know about your intentions behind brewing that beer it is solely a cash grab Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and and fuck you and i and i hope that they're listening because they know who they are and you know what's funny i had one of their beer when i uh transcend i had one of their beers because they were doing a little tasting and stuff and one of them was like a it tastes like orange tang it's like who wants their beer to taste like tang i've never had orange tang you never had you orange thing? No. You didn't grow up in the eighties. What did you have? You're in older than me. What, I lived in Long Meadow. What, what does that mean? You drank orange juice? You didn't it was have real. You didn't have. You didn't have <laughs> fake Kool Aid shit. No, like man. we didn't have Kool Aid. We had we had Tang. No man. <laughs> I had Tang. My it, no. It was, it was like ooh, we got Tang today. Wait, did you ever? No Kool Aid. Did you ever have grape Tang? No, there was a grape tank? I mean, because there's a limited market for orange flavored beverages. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see where you're going. Uh, but how do we get here? There was a reason why we were oh, here. Heartbeat. Oh, oh you asked oh, a question. Yeah. You asked a question. So yeah, the the <clears throat> the comp the the quarrel of making what you want and making what the people yeah. think they want. Because we've we've reviewed and had beers that were like we, the the ending of our segment, you know, the la- like you had said before, the last part is usually busting balls. Yeah. Where we're talking about, I'm going to give this a four. Yeah. Or a four and a half. It's really good. But this is a brewer's beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes. <clears throat> if I see you. a brewer at another brewery brewed it and gave it to you, 
you'd be like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Because we, we, we And then you we sell it to the public, yeah. and they're like, ooh, yeah. too much flavor. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it doesn't have enough lactose. Enough. Yeah. It doesn't, you like, oh, God. I mean, I would I would say that I'm, I'm not a, uh, you know, I would like to say that I am immune to um, caving to public demand. But that would, that would also be stupid business wise. No, I mean, we we tried it for a long time. Like, uh, I mean, it, I don't know if you guys ever came in when we were brewing YPA, the Yellow Pale Ale, or India Oat Pale Ale, or I had that. our eight point three percent stout that we actually threw smoked malt in just a tiny bit to dry it out. Uh, we opened up with Which a. Which one mon- was that? It's called Garner. And I think it, I did. It had have that. no adjuncts. Yeah, I think I did have. And that. then um, we had uh, a mild when we opened up. Um, you had English mild when you opened? The opening <laughs> oh day. God. Opening day, we had a mild. And so, like, how did that go? Because, like, we, I, we'd be all. Like, yeah, like, like, I love an English I'd mild. I'd be in there with my oh bangers my and mash. <laughs> I would say that you guys would. You guys would be. Uh, uh, we would have to analyze the fluke sales numbers for that day. Like, <laughs> is this represent- representative of the beer or did brewheads come in? <laughs> or do people who like we drink beer because we like the how do we put it? You say it best. I can't lie. Um, like this I, beer is why yeah, I drink craft the, beer. The flavors of the beer is yeah. why I drink beer. I don't drink beer to, to get, get drunk. Drunk. Right. That's not. That is not <clears throat> my intention when I crack open a it beer. Does, it it does happen. It happens. It happens. But that is not my intention. Right. My intention is to. It happens enjoy. almost every time, though. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but my intention <laughs> yeah. when I go in, my intention, yeah, is to enjoy. Yeah, for sure. A flavorful beer. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. You know, a flavorful beverage. For sure. I don't, if I wanted to just get fucked up, I go get a Saint Eyes and be twisted out my brain. You know. <laughs> when you open that up, it smells so bad. Saint <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eyes. Never had that. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I do want to no. try a Colt 45. Can we review that? Oh, my God. Whatever. You should. You should actually do... All we did 40s. PAPS. You should do all 40s. And then an entire episode of 40s. <laughs> oh, my... <laughs> and, oh, you know what? You could do a... You could, you could review them and then test his memory of them by putting them all in brown bags. <laughs> <laughs> Heartbeat in the eye is horrible. This beer is horrible. I would in so, the eye. Uh, man. I'm trying really hard not to make a joke. Do it. I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to talk about how you got yeah. beer jizz in your eye. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I, I giggled, <laughs> chuckled. Uh, we learned our. We it took us a long time to learn our lessons. Uh, you know, we uh, Hang Hills makes hazy IPAs. That is what the market wants. Right. In, in all honesty, I can. Because you know what, we, we talk about that actually the last time we were um, talking to Tony with the new Gelato Girl. It was like, they make a lot of IPAs. They yeah. also have other, you know, other things. I mean, hang, uh, Back East makes Bomo Pills and that beer uh, was one of the first uh, regular, well, I shouldn't say regularly produced, but one of the first produced Pilsners on a large scale craft brewery in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, you had, you had what's his head, the, those guys on a two rows. Uh, they had um, olfactory pills. Yep. And you had Bomo. Mm-hmm. For that was it. Like for for Connecticut craft pilsners. Uh, so kudos to those guys for. But then there was also what twenty grand. 
I mean, true. <laughs> but like, I feel like when we were at 20 breweries as a state, everyone was chasing that treehouse clout. Everybody. Bro. Everybody yes. thought yeah. they were the next treehouse. Yeah. Or they thought they were the next Trillium. Or they yeah. thought they were the next whatever the case is. And so, um, I think that we were misguided when we opened up. Go figure. And I think that we were stubborn. And then we slowly thawed to allow customers more input on the beers we brewed. And then we started brewing the beers that we thought customers liked. But there's a... Even if you're putting out beers that customers liked, that doesn't mean that you you have to throw out your quality assurance and quality control. Right. Very true. You know, like, you still have to produce beers that are shelf-stable. Yes. Because, like, you know, unless you're selling every single drop on-premise, you still have... You know, uh, package stores, uh, grocery stores that are putting beer on warm shelves, and yeah. like I, oh. we never have our beer in a, outside of a cold. Show. Like, like that's bullshit. I would love to. Yeah, think big every, very... big, any big why? <laughs> I wish that every single drop of our beer was cold stored, but it's not possible, especially went, here in Connecticut. It's I went possible. to a Total Wine, and they had freaking yeah. they had Trailblazer on a shelf. It was like, what are you? Doing. I know, but, but I don't want to be in this. I don't want to be in this part. <laughs> but like ninety percent of, of Total Wine's beers are warm stored. Yeah, yeah. They have a very small cold storage. Yeah, yeah. and it's like and and it's like you gotta like check you know body check somebody to get your beer in cold storage there because they have limited shelf space. That, that's why I always go to Ian. Ian is Ian's got that huge beer cave. Yeah. Yeah. Both both of those stores. I mean, yes, they do. Proportionately, yeah. the one on Farmington Avenue is great. Also, you know, Wise Old Dog. Uh, uh, um, our, our friends at uh, Bottle and Cork um, in West Hartford, like they invest heavily in cold storage, uh, and and if if there's this guy who owns, I want to say Henhouse Brewing out in California, Colin McDonald, and he says all the time, take responsibility for your beer, and his whole mantra is, uh, from a point of sale to the consumer. Uh, from from the warehouse to the consumer, the beer never uh, goes above temperature, and I would love to be able to do that here in Connecticut. However, that is not the reality on the ground. No, it's it's almost impossible. Also, we have we're a state of three million people, a little bit over that, uh, and we have a hundred plus breweries. Probably oh yeah, six, oh, yeah. sixty yeah. of them are distributing, <clears throat> uh, and then and then also because a lot of other. Uh, breweries from other states look at us as a growing market. They're shipping their beers here, and that's why we started getting other half. That's why we're getting Equilibrium. Yeah. Oh know. God! Like uh, other halves have not been great. No. And I feel that, and I and I uh, another treehouse thing. But I will say this: I feel part of part of their marketing. I believe is. We don't have to pay a distributor, blah, 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 blah. You come to us. It's a destination. Yeah. It's an event. Yeah. You come yeah. to us. The other part is also what you just said, which I, it is cold. It is kept until you get it. Right. Yeah. Right. They have complete control, control over that beer. For sure. Minimizing a ton of shit. But that is that is a product of those guys realizing the cachet they have. Yes. Oh, yeah. They yeah. do. I make yeah. 970 barrel. I will make, at the end of this year... I will brew 970 barrels. I will sell about 910-ish barrels of beer. Um, other half probably sells three to four thousand dollars out of their Brooklyn tap, a thousand barrels out of their tap room alone. Yeah. 
Um, and the cachet that they carry is probably substantially more than the beer that they produce, the volume that they produce. Yeah. Um, especially here in Connecticut, where we, our consumer base, it's getting, it's thawing. But for a long time, it, sales happened because of hype for a long time. Not always quality. Right. A lot of times not always quality, but hype. Uh, and I will say with really strong conviction that the, the thawing is happening in real time. Uh, I'm watching people get excited about Hills Pills. In you a, should. I, no, I, I, you and I know. But, like, it's my number two selling brand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your first? Heartbeat. Okay. Heartbeat. Well, I can understand why. Yeah. I mean, it was in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I, so we're doing this whole series of beers in 2022. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Called Lager Side. And, it, and, the, and the idea is that there is this consumer demand out there that, one, has never really been met in Connecticut because, like, we went from, like, like what, 12 breweries in 2012? I think back east... Tony's gonna text me and be like, "I was number seven. <laughs> I, I, think, I believe he was. I think he was something like that. I think we had twelve breweries when I was working at Back East, to over a hundred and six or something like that now. Yep. Uh, so we 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 went crazy, and because we went crazy, it was driven entirely by um, what people thought consumer demand would would drive business. Yep. And it was like kind of like the tail wagging the dog on almost every single account. And now that our consumers are maturing and they're like, well, sometimes I don't want to drink an 8.8% double IPA. Sometimes I kind of want to like sip on like uh, East Rock's Vienna Lager, which mm -hmm. the fucking beer is incredible, right? Mm -hmm. And if Fox Farm comes out, right? And they're opening up and they put out these burst right so like all of a sudden people are like oh we gotta have burst Arnfield yeah Arnfield yeah burst it's alright yep. okay. yeah, I don't even know what people say but it's okay. it's okay I don't read any of the blogs anymore but what I do know is that they are able to get away with putting out a Kolsch they're able to put away, get yes. away with putting out a smoke blogger yeah. yes and and people are buying them it's not just they're putting them out as like you know a weekend project it's like they would not put that beer out if they had to sit on it for six months Agreed. They, people are buying them. Yeah. And there's a thawing happening, and it's kind of exciting because I feel like Hang Hills, you know, uh, we've always put out IPAs, and always put out IPAs. And we've, you know, the last four years really put out some really stellar hazies, but we've always focused on everything other than IPAs. IPAs were kind of like, we want you to come in. Yeah. We think we make good ones. Yeah. Thank you for coming in. Yes, this beer's good. Have you tried Three Women Saison? Which, that beer that beer sold, I think we sold a pint a day at one point. Like literally in our tasting room, we would sell one pint. And it was one guy who came in. <laughs> and that fucking 3.9% Saison was mind-blowingly good. Yeah. It was like so fucking good. And now, not that I would put out a Saison, but I know that I can get away with putting out maybe a tamave pivo next year so i could put Ooh. out a black lager a checked black lager yeah. because you guys yeah and because other people like yourselves who are like evolving huh. palettes man evolving palettes but also like you guys said it's the beer like you are exactly. chasing the beer exactly. not the drunk right yeah 
Exactly. And I, and I and 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 so I think that there's more people like you who are less loud on social media, less loud on the CT craft beer drinkers Reddit. Oh my god. You people need to fucking chill. <laughs> like I'm looking at the microphone. You Are we on that anymore? Cuz Red- I don't get No, you know what? I think personally we are on CT beer drinkers, but not brew heads. Oh, thank you. The beer drinkers crowd on that Reddit <clears throat> has needed to chill for years. 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 And yeah. and quite frankly, like it's, it's mob mentality. Yes. It is mob beer rating. Yeah. And it's just like like someone could put something out, I'm like, negative. And I could say, Well, when I had it, it was kinda good and this and that. And then there'll be seventy people that trounce on me because it's just like, look. These are my yeah, taste yeah. buds. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you're stupid yeah. for liking this I, beer. I actually, I'm with you on this. I think you're 100% correct about this. Like, it's, if if there can be only one fingerprint that's mine, yeah. there's only one palate that's mine. For right? sure. You for don't sure. get to judge my palate. Also, people think that they can judge other people's palates because they had really exclusive beer. Not because they know what beer should taste like. Exactly. Right. It's like, yeah. I got this beer. They only put out 100 cases and like, oh, I stood in line. <laughs> For like ten minutes, and I was like, I got oh. it. It's like, no, yeah. fuck you, bro. Yeah, like, for real. you like had a beer. No one else can compare yeah. other beers to. So can I can I talk up this beer real quick? Do it. Fuck it do up. It. Do it. So and while we pour, Joe's gonna talk it up. So this is fresh off the line. Okay. Freshy. Super fresh off the line. This is an eight point eight percent double IPA uh, that. Uh, is a new series of beers for Hang Hills called yes. When the Drums Kick In. You've been you've been promoting it. I've been, I've been noticing it. <laughs> yeah! Ooh, Still got it! Still got it! Still got it! <laughs> oh, the most satisfying knockout of a white man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's the best part of a movie ever. Side note, I once saw a black dude in Seattle punch a Nazi. Oh. So oh. hard. Is that where so. this came from? Is that where this came from? Dude went to the... <laughs> boom! He, and then the black dude was like... And it was over. Oh, there yeah. was a head yeah. nod. He just nodded. Yeah, you got you got a oh. head nod. When you get that effect, you got a head but nod. He wasn't even just like a like a like a TV Nazi or like a social media Nazi. He had like a little armband with the swastika. Yeah. So like he was like next level. And so when I saw I was like, you know what? Punch that motherfucker. <laughs> and he did. He he did. He fucking knocked him out. As a fellow white man, we do not claim him. Um, <laughs> we are pushing him off to. Oh God! No, I think we got to claim him. That's the problem. Is we got to claim all the white people. We do, we do. We'll claim him. We'll I'll claim, claim him. him. I will take response. I'll, I'd say I'd punch him. We know I don't punch very well. No, you don't. You do not punch I very punch well. Punch horribly. Yeah. We'll but, tell you after. So that was not the basis of this beer. So, this is okay. So this is a fresh Into the air tonight. In the air tonight. So the basis for this whole series was a conversation that Barry and I had. At, he's a the owner at Ken Falls. Yep. And I said to him, "Hey, wouldn't it be really funny if you know, like hops are like incredible and like they they like sometimes you drink them and it, I drink a beer with like a really pronounced hop bite and it like makes you feel like you got punched. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if we named one after the Phil Collins song in the air tonight? And he was like, Ha no. <laughs> and I was like, Barry, that's not the response I was looking for. And he's like, he just laughed. I I love Phil Collins. Yeah, I know, Phil me too, dude. Okay, Phil Collins. I will say, he, I don't think he is like an amazing drummer. I think he is. 
but he comes up with amazing drum beats. I don't know, but in Genesis, like he's like a really good drummer. Like he's a drummer's drummer in Genesis. Okay. But when it, in his pop career, he was just writing pop songs. Yeah. And that's yeah. Like, that's sort of the rub. Yeah. But um, so, anyways, uh, I, at Hang Hills, we never brewed a beer with Nelson Sauvin. Never. Seriously. The Australian New Zealand hop. New Zealand hop from Marlboro. Like we. It's Nelson. Rotating series that you guys did. So was this Never Hanging Hills it. version no? of Unicorn Farm? Uh, maybe. I, I'm just. <laughs> You're making an analog. Yes. I've not had that beer, but I imagine that that one's. It's got... all Nelson Sack. Yeah, it's all Nelson Sack. So it. Um, uh, sure. Uh, I've not had it. Although back east only makes good beer, so I'm sure it's amazing. But um, this was my attempt uh, at brewing a beer that was so good that it. It felt like when the drums kick in on on in the air tonight. Okay, mm. that that is a that is a feeling. That is that is a feeling. <laughs> like the whole scene. Yeah, like the person's drowning. We're supposed to forget that the person's drowning. Right, I right, saw right. Around you die. Yeah. but then the drums kick in and you fucking forgot. Yeah, you're like, oh, I, somebody died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Sorry. Yeah. When those drums kick, oh my god. <laughs> It's like a hardcore yeah. fucking drum beat. So this is... Mm, it smells. Th- it does. Fucking amazing. So oh my God. If you were able to take Slipknot and put them into a pop song, that would I, be Phil I Collins. I think you nailed it. Yeah. I think you nailed that, it. Yeah, that would. Yeah. Like, uh... Oh, God. The song. Maybe you can pull... The Slipknot song? Um... I don't know any of their songs. I just know what they do. Um... I know their songs when I hear it. Yeah, I, I know it's Slipknot when it's on. Oh, yeah. 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 You could just say it was like the size of Spud Webb. You could have like it was the no, size so of his daughter. Little. Joey Jordanson. Yeah, but so oh is Spud Webb. Yeah, they're little. Yeah, I know, but like Joey what? Jordanson could not junk, dunk that we know of. Well, dunk that. Ooh. It's good. You know what's right? funny? Ooh. You know what? It's good, this right? This beer, there's a point where you, like at the beginning, you don't notice that it is a very expensive New Zealand hop. Oh. Third sip in. I'm interested about this. You now know it. It is a very expensive it has a, New Zealand hop. The very first sip has that normal, like New England double IPA, IPA, you know. But then, yep. in the back end, yeah, it creeps along. Yeah, it's like ooh, yeah, it creeps along. That's um, that's my premise of that Slipknot video. Of halfway, th- I'll show it to you later. You're yeah. going to be like. Yeah, boy, boy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, you know beats. You know stuff. I do. I do like me some music, and uh, so that was the point of this beer. Is that like I, I like every brewery, like even like back. So we keep talking about back east, but I, mm-hmm. I'll bring it out again. Those guys make beers that are associated with music all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. And and so it's it's not like a wild hair up my ass. Like we we're creative people. And we we are influenced by other creative things, um, and so I was thinking like this Phil Collins song, which is like kind of cheesy. Like if you hear it the first time, it's like 
All if right. you hear it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 If you yeah. never heard it if when you, you were like our age. Yeah, right. We were yeah. kids. Right. We were oh kids. my god. Yeah. Like and you heard it like in like the like you had a cool uncle who had like a sweet like Z28 Cavalier. <laughs> yeah. With a, <laughs> with a good sound system in it. Or a Z36, what is that, Lumina? <laughs> but like with a good sound system. Yeah. And he puts it in and it's like the it's like the fucking compact disc player yeah, dude. that sucks it in. Mm-hmm. And then you're like what? This is immersive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I wanted to recreate that in a beer. That that experience of when I was a kid being fully immersed in something. And yeah, that song is fully immersive. Oh, yeah. No, it yeah. is. And this beer is 8.8%. It is a big beer. It is. But the malt backbone is absolutely... I, I don't want to say shadowed, but... I will say shadowed because I think Nelson Savin is such an amazing hop. It really is. It shadows the malt character, but it's still there. The it thing, doesn't demit, It doesn't wipe it away. Right. But it's there. The thing with Nelson to me is that it's like it is one of those hops you don't need to add any other hops to. Right. Very true. And there are very few hops that like Citra obviously has been around for a while and. Uh, you know, Sabro is like the yeah. new hot, and then right. HBC 530. I think it's HBC 538, but that's the one people are going nuts over now. Um, I think that Nelson, in my opinion, uh, is the best hop that anyone's ever grown. Mm. In terms of singular hops in a beer, singular hops. Now, like, I love me some Saz, but I'm talking about yep. purely for IPA reasons. Yeah. I love me some German hops, I love me some Czech hops. I love American-grown Willamette. I love Cascade. Don't get me wrong. All those hops are singularly great for their mm. own experiences. But in terms of New England IPA, no hop completely blends itself in as well as Nelson Solving. Agreed. And it, to me, the reason why Nelson's so great is because, it, like you guys were talking about, hits you immediately with the fruit. Yeah. Typical New England IPA. Yeah. So you won't be disappointed. Right. If you're yeah. if you're expecting like New England fruitiness. But then there's this wild character that slowly teases out. And you start getting like overripe pineapple. Yeah. Like right you know canned yeah. pineapple, how it's kind of yeah. syrupy. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? And then you <laughs> get like this like crazy green mango, like unripe mango, but in a good way. And then almost to the point where like like I know this is gonna sound bad, but like like overripe banana, like banana that's gonna go bad. Yeah. No, you do get a yeah. It tastes like the, tail, the hang of it. You get this banana y. But all those flavors combined, combined with the New England green hop qualities that you would yep. expect from New England IPA, yeah. to me it is the most immersive hop that you're gonna experience uh, as far for this style of beer. Yeah. It to me it blows citra out of the water. It blows mosaic out of the water. You have yeah. to you have to add six to seven hops together to get what one hop can do. Very true. Which is what makes most yeah. uh, uh, Nelson Salvik. Uh, yeah, the the flavor profile of this beer is exactly that. The, the fruit flavors that you get at between the it's layered drinking and then yep. the flavor dissipating and the notes that you get. Wow, it's fun. The flavor is yeah, it's yeah. like fun because you're like because you're. I picking, thought it was you're, done. You're yeah, picking exactly. <laughs> right. Every sip has its own little treat. It's like when you go when you go to get a massage and you think that you're done with each level of massage and then and then they come back with a new massage. Yeah, you're like, oh wait, I thought you, you just did the surface before. Now we're doing deep tissue. Yeah. Now we're gonna do some shiatsu. <laughs> that's what that's what this is. Not at all where I thought. <laughs> <we're at all. laughs> I was. I'm so happy. <laughs> 
Only but, because you know, I've never had a massage before. I've never, uh, you know, a I've good had, massage, no, a good I've massage had, is a game changer. Yeah, it is. It is. Mo- it? Most no. people rubbing your back tickles a lot, but I a good massage. No, yeah. I've, I've had, actually, you know what? It, it's to the point now where in our, um, our health plan, my wife's health plan, our massages at the hospital are covered. So Pre- you, wait, you get massages. Yes. It's preventative. But you can't have a vasectomy. Well, it's a Christian hospital. No, what I'm just saying. It's it's just what it is. I, yes, I can have massages, but I can't get a vasectomy on that. But he, he, but he your could vasectomy. perform the vasectomy for you. Could she massage your vasectomy? I've already had it done, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 30th birthday. <laughs> That's a good present. I, I paid for insurance at when I worked at CarMax for the entire year just to get a vasectomy. So to me, this is so uh, going back to the beer. I love the. This is this is a really really cool like drums beats oh, coming yeah. out. Oh yeah, and also uh, this little silvery thing here on the front. The yes. T. You know what that is? Can I just you is can, this? I I could obviously be wrong. No, I want you to be right. Is this the <laughs> like the tool that you use to tighten the clamps of the oh. the ho- the. The clamps on the hoses and everything at the tanks. This is a drum key. Oh, fuck. No, I was going big. I, I thought you were he, going with drums. He was, he was going. My son yeah. has drums. He, he was going No, 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 big. but the, the clamps around. It does kind of look like a tri-clamp, a little yeah. bit. Uh, but it's a drum key, and so you tune drums using this tool. My son has that. Uh, I just didn't think of it. I'm, I'm a horrible father. It's okay. The thing that nobody notices about this these labels <laughs> for the When Drum kick, Kicks In series is a little frog with drumsticks on the back. And that okay, drum, that oh, little, wow, that little yeah. frog with drumsticks, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what that's there for? It's for when you're really high, and you want, and you're like looking at the label, and you're like, "What the fuck what? is the frog doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? It's it's like my uh, the guy who designed it. Uh, he, he was just like, you what's know, what's the name of Brent? Brent? Brian Steele. Brian Steele. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in like. Um, in New Orleans, they have this thing where, like... Mardi Gras. Well, Mardi Gras great. Um, well, they have this thing where they, like, uh, lanyap. They, they call it lanyap. Sorry. And lanyap is, like, when they give you something extra just because. Yeah. And so that... So he had designed the label already, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to give you this little extra guy just because. And I'm like, oh, you mean, like, lanyap? And he's like, yeah, dude, lanyap. <laughs> and so the little frog... Really? The little frog is there just... To make you wonder why the little frog is there. Why is that frog there? He just is. Double IPs. That means he's got a drum kick. And he's got yeah. drumsticks. He does have drumsticks. He does have Yeah, for real. And it, and you guys, as little gearheads, these are all little gears. Yeah. All little gears. Fuck industrial arts. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got this thing. Uh, th- these labels are really yeah. fun to... You design. know what? I, I, can't, I can't lie. I love the almost architecture design aspect of new labels. Yeah, I think they're fun. I, I do enjoy them. They're fun. Alright. It, it's just crazy how... I mean, not to say that the other labels were bad, I just... You're talking these, about my, my particular labels. You're not <laughs> yeah. talking about labels in general. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. These labels kind of speak to me on a mechanical level. So, yeah. the beauty of these new labels, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, is because... The, the beauty of these labels is that in the past, my inclination was to make sure that the labels would be friendly to my other business partners. Like, that they would be like, oh, I'm into that. Yeah. 
So I tried to make them as creative as possible while also knowing that I had business partners with their own preferences. Yeah. Um, and that was a huge mistake because what that meant was that each label was different. Mm. There was different sizes of the labels. We And I also, you know, there was like this whole philosophy where we were going to treat each beer like its own release. Yeah. It's going to be a major release. And you know what sucks about that? You don't fucking brew high quality beer. You're just trying to fucking sell beer. And so my goal with these new ones is for people to see it on the shelf and be like, that is uniformity. Uh, and that must mean that they're focusing on quality. And so the, there are architectural designs in this. And like, and, and I, I went to Spain when I was in, like, my, in college. And, and so like this, this whole pattern here is based on this uh, ceiling at Alhambra in Spain where it's like this Moorish design and it's got like all these moons and stars but it's all perfectly symmetrical because the Moors were fucking on point with their yeah. symmetry uh, the little dog which is here and, and kind of a little more vicious looking yeah it's the most it's supposed to look like a Russian signet like like a family seal but Russian so yeah. think of a wolf yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit more intimidating that half crescent moon that's on there that is the moon that's on the Turkish flag. Oh, yeah, So yeah, yeah. I took all these different components of, like, like I, I'm like I'm like a sponge. I, like, suck up art, culture, mm -hmm. shit. And I, like, I think that if you put all of those things together that you're really into, you can create something beautiful. However, I am not an artist. And Brian Steely, the guy who designed the labels, I said, artist. he's yeah. an artist, and I said to him all of these ideas, and he's like, yeah, I can do that, that's no problem. And then he did. And I was like, I, I don't know, I don't even understand what I'm talking about. How did you figure this out? And he's like, I just, I kind of I kind of wanted to get creative, and you were creative. So, uh, each label is meant to be its own experience, but they do look like Hanging Hills products. Yes. Okay. And that's the goal. Yes. And and so that's what we're doing now. Is it's in and uh, by we I mean me. I'm the only guy left, for better or worse. Uh, making the best beers that Hanging Hills has I'm, ever produced. This, this beer right here. This is fucking. This is really good. <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> I can't even. Yeah. I, I can't even. This <clears throat> once again. This right here. Why I drink beer. Right. So this is only available currently in one store. I mean, by the time this is released, maybe that changes. Right. So going back once yeah. again to Ian at Harvest. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The only location you can find this beer right now is Ian at Harvest I, in New Britain. I, I, I will be there to, tomorrow to pick up some. I can't even lie. I will be there tomorrow Dude, to pick walk, up some. Walk in, grab the can, and lick it, and be like, <laughs> I've had this. <laughs> You're like a tasting it through osmosis. Yeah. <laughs> sucking the flavor I've through I've already your had this. Uh, and it and it will be bill me, bill me. It'll be <laughs> it'll be statewide next week. Okay. Um, oh, and this the, is this is. You're, you're not supposed to say what your favorite beer is because then you might discourage people from buying your other beers. I will say that this is the best double IPA other than Heartbeat that Hang Hills has ever put out. And I and I and I say that in the way that like I actually yeah. believe it, and I'll, and I'll fight somebody yeah. over it. You know what? I I can't even lie. This is like. I, don't I feel know, like I'm sharing. I feel like I. Can I tell? Can I guys let you guys in a little secret here? We're gonna get a little emotional for a second. Okay. When I remember when I reached out to you about this. Yes, yes sir. I said to myself, "Who These are the fuckers?" No, <laughs> I actually said no. Actually, the opposite of that. I'm gonna be very sincere. 
who do I want to share this beer experience with when the beer is ready? Ooh. And I said, the only guys I know that are really going to get, like, really pumped. And the beauty of you guys is that you don't sit there, like, in your head with a mental untapped. You don't sit there in your head with, like, keeping score of things. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. treat each experience as something that's fresh, unique, yes. and very different. Mm-hmm. And so I said to myself, like, I could send some asshole this beer... And then they're going to go on untapped and be like, oh, it's good, but, like, it's not as good as, like, this other bear I had. Oh, my God. You know you hate that person, yeah. but you know who that person oh, is. Yeah. You know who that person oh, is. Oh, my God. But I can share with you guys, and you guys be like, no, this is good. No, this is... Yeah. Each beer has yeah. to rate its... Get its own rating on its own merit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and that's how you guys treat things. And, yeah. I, and I think that, like, last year, Hang Hill's had some major setbacks and i and i don't blame people for not wanting to come back to the brand after what happened last year i mean like i i didn't even i think if you look on our social media i probably posted six times for all across facebook instagram and twitter i will say you were very responsive to the hills pills because that beer is my baby Oh yeah. fuck yeah. that! That yeah. beer's my baby. Yeah. But for the most part, I didn't care about the product. I just had bills to pay, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even one hundred percent sure if I was behind the product. Switching to East Rock, working with Tim, like this is the first time that I've been in control of the recipes. It's the first time that the process has been me. Yeah, and and I say that in the sense that like Tim and Mike over at East Rock are smarter than me and they will tell me when I'm making the wrong decision. But every single step along the way has been what I want to do with the beer. I am in complete control. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's Very like good. so much to me. And I have never been in complete control. No. And, I, and I always, I feel like now with Hanging Hills, I could build something. And I don't think that it was ever able to be built before. And I was just a product of personalities clashing differences of philosophy Mm -hmm. but like the idea is that the beer is what brings you together and i don't think the beer ever was brought together in the past in the way that we all agreed and that is that is not to say that like brian is one of the best brewers i've ever met in my life he's one of the most technical savvy people i've ever met in my life he's a mechanical genius but we didn't agree yeah and at the end of the day if you don't agree you don't make good beer yeah right now the team at east rock eventually the team at Hang Hills that's only Hang Hills they're going to make these beers mm-hmm. and I think that these are the best beers we've ever made hands down this one's fucking it's fucking good <laughs> you know what yeah this one's fucking good if someone wants to argue maybe you could maybe you could argue these two and we could we could have an, an amazing conversation about these two beers don't yeah, you fucking don't. talk to me yeah. <laughs> yeah no this one don't don't this just don't. Just good. don't talk. It's this candy. One. This one's yeah, fucking good. It's yeah, candy. This, I, like, there's a little bit of weight in here. You know what? You See, know, you know I what? Can tell. I can. I can honestly say. How can you guys review this honestly after this? No, we I will. I can. Really? Honest, no, I can honestly say this is probably the best beer of Hang Hills. Hang Hills. Yeah. yeah. This is this is the best. Beer. Yeah. Cheers to you. To me. Cheers. Cheers. You know what? All right, everybody. So. uh... Thanks to Joe for coming out and uh, bringing uh, bringing the new lots uh, of lots of beers. Yeah. When the drums kick, uh, make sure you uh, grab it at your local uh, packy. All across Connecticut, yep. right now it's available at Harvest Wine and Spirits in uh, 
West Hartford. West Hartford. Um, at and the time of this video coming out, it may be available all across. Yeah, it should be available by the time the video come out or in the the coming days. We we have to say, yeah. damn. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. Nelson Savin the shit out of that one. Damn good beer. Damn good beer. Make sure you grab it. So as always, drink responsibly, stay wildly. Check out your hanging hills at your local establishment. Deuces. Deuces.